You are listening to Action Line on KNY, and I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and today's show is a little bit different. I'm actually recording this earlier in the week because there's a couple things I want to ask about that will have passed by the time this actually plays on Friday, which you are listening to it on today. Now, joining me is my guest for the day, which is Archbishop, and now, could you tell me how to pronounce your last name, because I want to make sure it's correct. Uh, Belisario. Belisario. And so, you are the Archbishop for the whole state. Uh, no, I'm the Archbishop uh, for the Archdiocese of Anchorage, uh, Juneau. And until 2020, uh, they were two separate uh, dioceses, the Diocese of Juneau and the Archdiocese of Anchorage, Juneau. But in 2020, the Holy Father, the Pope, brought us together into one uh, archdiocese. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up for me. I was gonna, That was one of my... One of my more so curiosity questions as someone who isn't too familiar with sort of the structuring of the diocese. Yeah, well, the Diocese of Fairbanks uh, is um, in obviously in uh, northern Alaska, and it's the uh, biggest archdiocese by land in uh, the United States. Um, and currently they're without a bishop, so I'm actually helping out there. I'm their apostolic administrator until they get a new bishop. So currently, right now, I am um, the bishop, uh, uh, active bishop, helping out in all of Alaska. Archbishop Schweitz is our emeritus uh, bishop, and he's retired. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, the obviously, as you know, this is going to be going out on Good Friday, which, for those listening mm-hmm. today, happy Good Friday to you. But tell me a bit more about sort of some of the things that go on for Holy Week. As someone who is not a Catholic myself, I don't actually know a whole lot about Holy Week. Okay. Well, uh, Holy Week uh, starts on Palm Sunday, which was this past uh, Sunday, and that's the commemoration of the time that Jesus entered into Jerusalem uh, to begin his passion, to begin uh, the Paschal Mystery, which is our uh, salvation by his death on the cross. And so what we commemorate, there are two things, his entry into Jerusalem, which he was welcomed in, uh, was a big uh, procession that they had for him. He rode in on a, on a donkey. Uh, they laid uh, cloaks and palm branches on the dusty road for him. And of course, then within a short period of time, people's perceptions are pretty fickle. And so uh, it changed, and we go into uh, reading his Passion, which takes place just a few days after that. So Palm, that's what Palm Sunday is. It's the beginning of Holy Week, and we just had that this past Sunday. Okay. And now, what could you tell me about Holy Thursday? Because obviously that's the day before this goes out. Yes, uh, Holy Thursday um, is commemorates uh, the uh, Lord's Last Supper, uh, Jesus' Last Supper. Uh, And for Catholics, it also commemorates the institution of the Eucharist and the institution of the ministerial priesthood. And in Scripture, of course, uh, that's where uh, Jesus has his final meal with his apostles, and also in the Gospel of John where he washes the feet of uh, the apostles. And he also gives them a new commandment uh, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And so on Holy Thursday, that's what we uh, commemorate with the, uh, the Mass, uh, the Passion, of uh, the Mass of uh, our Lord's uh, Supper. Okay. okay. So that's Holy Thursday. Gotcha. 
And then obviously with it being Good Friday, why don't you talk to me a bit about that? Okay, well, Good Friday uh, is uh, the day, of course, in which Jesus' passion takes place, the date of his, the day of his crucifixion. And so it's the only uh, day in the year where the sacraments are not celebrated with the exception of penance and the anointing of the sick. So we don't have the Eucharist. We don't have the Mass that day. We do have a, a service that has uh, the part reading of the Passion and uh, the veneration of the cross, which means everyone has an opportunity to venerate uh, the cross that is present at the ceremony and also to receive communion. Um, and also in Juno, of course, we have uh, the Stations of the Cross out at the Shrine at 2 p.m., uh, so anyone who uh, can be out there, I guess that would be Friday, so it would be today, on Good Friday at 2 p.m. at uh, the Shrine, and I'll be leading uh, uh, that the stations, that prayer uh, form at the Shrine at 2 p.m. And if I recall correctly, the Shrine, that's sort of out the road past the ferry terminal, isn't it? You haven't been there yet, Jordan? Or I have not, no. Okay, well, it's it's worth seeing for everybody. It's the National Shrine of St. Therese, uh, and it's about, oh, 15 miles north of, of the valley there, Mendenhall Valley, uh, about 20 miles north of downtown Juneau, give or take a few miles on the left-hand side. There's a, a church that was built there in 1938, and it's, it's just a beautiful place. Uh, we have some cabins out there and uh, for prayer and for meditation there's also a columbarium where people can be buried uh it, it's just a, a a real special place and jordan i really encourage you and all of those who are uh hearing uh, uh us talk today catholic or, or not it, it's worth seeing so i'd uh, certainly encourage you to t take a look at it and it's named in honor of saint Ther uh, therese of Lisieux, uh who is a, a french um, a french saint who died very young. She was in, in the convent, uh, but her prayers were very uh, profound. And she's actually even the patroness of all of Alaska. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll definitely have to uh, check that out. That's one of those times where my uh, my seasonal Juno White is showing, where a lot of the time that I've spent in Juno before you know, coming here and working here was when I was a student. And so I oftentimes just stuck to doing stuff as a student. Yeah, well, everybody's welcome to take a, uh, to come to the shrine. So we we do that on Good Friday. But uh, the most important thing, of course, is the uh, are the um, the services that we have both at St. Paul's and at uh, the Co Cathedral of Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I believe they're at seven o'clock uh, in the uh, uh, in the evening. Okay. I was going to say, most of my, uh, my prior exposure really to a lot of the sort of Catholic practices was uh, my mother. She works for Providence Extended Care, and so I spent a lot of my time when I was quite young around the nuns that worked at Providence, and so that was kind of a lot of my exposure to that growing up. Oh, well, that, that's wonderful uh, to hear the Sisters of Providence, and uh, we currently have uh, several sisters working at Providence and Providence Extended Care there uh, here in uh, Anchorage, where I currently am today. And uh, these services take place in Anchorage as well. And one of the things they do in Anchorage, they have what they call the Faith Walk, and so the churches in Anchorage 
they do a procession from wherever their churches are and they meet at the Performing Arts Center outside and they have a prayer uh, there. And that's what they do for Good Friday, in addition to all of the churches having that service I was telling you about. Okay. I would say then my other real big exposure was um, I actually spent some time uh, living in Northern Ireland for school. And so as part of the way that the school systems there worked, they would have different uh, representatives for uh, faith leaders on campus. And so I actually spent a lot of time with the, uh, the father that worked on the campus. And that was also another large example of my exposure. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so, and then what are some of the other things that happen uh, during Holy Week? We've got about a little over a minute left in this first half of the show. Okay, well, uh, the Easter Vigil, um, and if we, when we cut off, if when we come back, I can say a little bit more about it. Uh, but the Easter Vigil, we have the, on Saturday evenings at uh, 8 o'clock at uh, St. Paul's, and I believe it's at 8.30 at the uh, Co-Cathedral. Um, and uh, that, that's the time in which we're praying. It's the first, uh, the first Mass of uh, Easter Sunday, and we're praying in vigil as Jesus is lying in the, in the, the tomb. We commemorate that uh, just before his, uh, his resurrection that begins uh, during that Mass. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, I'll definitely want to ask you a bit more about that once we come back from our break, because we'll be going into our break here in just a moment. But I also wanted to ask you sort of a, I guess, more of a guidance question is sort of the way that I had thought about it, because obviously there's always all these sorts of, the world is a complicated place, and oftentimes it can be, I would say it could be challenging to sort of stay, stay the course with faith. So I'll ask you more on that question, actually, when we come back and do our second half. Okay, thanks, Jordan. All right, you are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still is Archbishop Belisario for the Archdiocese of Anchorage and Juneau. I did it right this time. <laughs> yeah. Now, before the break, we were talking about some of the, what goes into the Easter, and I'm trying to think of the word again, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Holy Week. Yes, uh, Holy Week for, for Easter. Right. And we were talking about the Easter Vigil, which um, is the culmination of uh, really the entire year uh, that takes place on Saturday night uh, uh, before uh, uh, Easter. And at that, we also have our baptisms and welcoming other people into our faith. And and as we wait in, in vigil, you know, uh, waiting and placing ourselves in a vigil uh, posture, for the resurrection of Jesus. And um, and then halfway through that service, the lights come on and, and the bells are rung and it's the sense that Jesus is now risen. And that goes in, of course, into Easter Sunday uh, with the masses that we have and, of course, invite people uh, to those masses when, again, that's the commemoration of Jesus' triumph over death uh, by rising uh, from, from the dead. And those masses um, in, in Juneau are at uh, the Co-Cathedral downtown or at 8.30 in the morning and 10.30 in the morning. And at St. Paul's, they're at 8 o'clock in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, and then 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I think 4 o'clock is the Spanish Mass. Okay. And then I had also asked you before the break the sort of more of a guidance-type question, because I'm sure as you, you would also be aware... The world, especially lately, has been very 
Do you say complicated and kind of hectic, especially for those who would be a faith? I think would be, I could say would be a bit of an understatement. So what kind of guidance would you want to offer to a listener who say might be having kind of struggling with staying the course as it were? Well, thank you. That's um, obviously a very good question. You know, we, we do live in a complicated world, but, you know, the world's always been complicated. I'm not sure that's really anything new. It's very complex. Um, to me, a lot of it has to do not necessarily with agreeing or disagreeing with people, but rather how we treat each other. And I think that's where a lot of, um, a lot of uh, pain comes into our lives when we're not treating each other well. Um, you know, if you look to the teachings of Jesus, like back to Holy Thursday, which is also called uh, Monday, um, Monday, Thursday, M-A-U-N-D-Y, which comes from the Latin mandatum, which means command. And for those of us Christians, I think we already know the answer to the question that you're, that you're asking. And that is that Jesus says, at that Last Supper, he says that um, uh, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you, so you also shall love one another. This is how I know you will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And then a few, um, uh, two chapters later, still at the same event, he says, uh, this is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And then, and that's John 15, uh, verse 12. And then in John 15, uh, verse 17, he concludes by saying, this is my command, love one another. And so these are direct words from the Lord who's giving us the answer to the question that you're asking us. How do we treat one another? We treat one another by loving one another. And when we don't do that is when so, many of this, so much of this strife comes into our life realizing that the love uh, Jesus is talking about here, too, is not the feelings, you know, well, do I feel like loving someone today, yes or no? No, it's an act of choice. And how are we going to treat one another? And, you know, St. Vincent de Paul, I'm a Vincentian, meaning I belong to a a religious community called the Vincentian Fathers and Brothers, who uh, uh, St. Vincent founded us in 1625, and there's two quotes that I use a lot of times when, when people ask me a similar question that you've asked. And that is, as St. Paul says, we must love our neighbor as being made in the image of, of God as an object of his love. Meaning that we're all, according to Genesis, created in the image and the likeness of God. And God loves all of us. So who am I or who are you not to love who God loves? And then secondly, uh, St. Vincent de Paul also said, a sure way for a Christian to grow in holiness is a conscientious effort to carry out God's will in all circumstances and at all times. And so for us to have that kind of guidance is we want to be able to know what does God want for us? Not what do we want, but what does God want? You know, that's right in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in the heaven. And so when we find ourselves falling into the trap of treating each other poorly, that's when we need to take a step back and say, am I loving the way Jesus commanded me to love? It's not a suggestion, it's a command. Now, that sounds simple, but it's not as simple to put it into action. 
but unless we're really thinking about it, then we never do. So I don't know if that answers your question sufficiently, uh, but that's the way, the advice that I would give to give us more hope. And that's what Jesus did, and that's what we're being asked to do. No, I think it's a I think it's a great way to answer the question because I find that as a question it, it doesn't have a very easy answer because you also have to always remember that the way that everyone interprets even you know religious matters and sort of how we help to seek guidance is always going to be different and that how that message is conveyed is going to be very different from from person to person so I think you did you know you did exceptionally well there you know and as as for me who is someone who is in in all truth not very religious in actuality i find these conversations quite interesting because it offers i think not just me but a, a listener a different insight a different perspective versus me just mm-hmm. kind of being like hey here's kind of what i think about how things are going as someone who maybe doesn't ha- who in, on in all truth doesn't really have that strong of a of a faith background i mean my family does but i yeah. personally do not and mm-hmm. so the sure. way that I choose to go about that kind of a question is very different because I think of it from a very logic-centered perspective. I try and think through everything mm-hmm. and think of it from there because as an individual, I've never really been able to sort of do it from a faith perspective. Right. Well, that's, that's very, uh, uh, very enlightening, too, uh, to hear what you have, have to say about that. Um, and what I, I just said here, uh, every Christian already knows that. You know, it's nothing new. I'm not saying something that people are going to say, wow, I've never heard that before. Um, People who've been brought up in the faith, Christians, know about, you know, it's the golden rule. Love God with all your mind, all your heart, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's, That's what Jesus teaches us to do. And how do we apply that in a world that can be very contentious, you know? Yeah. And of course, going to church, going to church, uh, establishing a good faith community of people who can support you, can support me, support us all, is one way that we do this. Because ultimately, none of us do this by ourselves. We do it together, and um, and that's how we create the world in which we want to live in, uh, which is one that uh, that's based on love. Gotcha. I was going to say. I think I remember the saying that the church isn't so much the building; it's the people that make up. Mm-hmm. make it up it's not about a location it's about the people that you develop that that connection and that spiritual relationship with so that you can further your relationship with god right the, the buildings and everything that we have support us as human beings to live out the way that god is asking us to live yes i think that's very true okay i still remember my uh my sunday school teachings i may not uh, apply them as often as i used to but i still remember mm-hmm. them good okay and now we still have a little bit of time left here, so I wanted to open the floor to you. And if there was anything that you just sort of wanted the listeners to know, as we're you know it's we're getting ready to wrap up for Good Friday and going into the weekend. Yeah, I I would just encourage all of us, myself included, you know, to take these days seriously, to be grateful, you know, to have grateful uh, grateful hearts. And that's something sometimes we don't give enough thought about, too, about how to be uh, grateful. You know, I, I heard a quote not too long ago. It said, my gratitude will change attitudes. You know, to, to be grateful for what we have, the gifts that we've been given, um, even in, in the difficult times. And to, to remind ourselves that what Jesus did for us is so that we could have salvation, we could have eternal life. And to spend some time on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, 
what we call Holy Saturday when the vigil takes place, and especially on Easter Sunday, too, to be able, and if we haven't been in a church for a while, maybe it's a good time uh, uh, to to uh, reintroduce ourselves to that, give it another try. Uh, because, it, again, it's uh, all of us are uh, gr- groups of people trying to live the life that God wants us to live um, and to be able to support each other in that. And, again, I encourage you, uh, the Catholic churches are open on those days. I, I mentioned you can go to our website at any time. It's real easy. It's aoaj.org. For Archdiocese of Anchorage, you know, aoaj.org. It's got mass times, everything uh, that you could want, ways to contact us as well. So, uh, and I certainly want to wish everybody, of course, in a couple days, uh, a very happy Easter, wishing that many blessings uh, come upon you and your families, and that all of us together can live together in love and peace um, and work together for the coming of God's kingdom. All righty. Well, Archbishop Belsari, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, even if we're doing it a little bit in advance, just to make sure that we can get you in here before everything starts happening on Good Friday. Thank you, Jordan. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks to everyone uh, for listening to us today. God bless you all. All right. This has been Action Line on KINY.